What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. And I'm your host, Hayes, here, one of the three hosts here holding down for C-Dub and Bobby on Chicago Bears Daily in the episode today. On today's episode, we'll be breaking down and talking about David Moore joining two other Bears that have been arrested this offseason. We'll also be talking about the Bears rejecting any ideas for renovations to Soldier Field, asking what is the biggest concern for the defense heading into the 2022 season. And lastly, we'll be asking the question, who's going to have more sacks this season, Travis Gibson or Al Qualin Muhammad? I always murder his name. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry I murdered that name. But we're going to get to all that and more on today's Chicago Bears Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans. So we are jumping right in. First off, we got to talk about David Moore. Uh, you know, a depth wide receiver on this team who signed a one-year deal with the Bears this offseason, being arrested after uh, being found with weapons and drug charges that he that he came down. Now, he joins Byron Pringle and Matt Adams, who have all been arrested uh, being Chicago Bears over the course of this offseason. Now, while, yes, we've had had a handful of Bears that have been arrested, it's not been anything, you know, don't get me wrong, traveling around with five guns, I believe is what it said that he was found, that's ridiculous. Like, like I, I get it. Um, no, sorry, three pistols were found on him, um, and they also found drug paraphernalia. But it, it's it's unfortunate, you know, it, it's unfortunate that the Bears are going through this, that we have any players that are mentioned in anything like this. But, you know, it unfortunately people are gonna people man and and you know that that's unfortunate like i said it hasn't been anything too egregious with with any of the three of them um but three bears players being arrested over the course of this season does not look or feel quite right but you know let me know what you guys think about it uh i don't expect like david moore to be cut or anything uh like that let me know what you guys think about it down below but let's go ahead and get into this something that we talked about in the last episode that had all three of us on it was uh, the idea that that the city of Chicago uh, was going to present of putting a dome on top of Soldier Field. Now, that would have cost anywhere between $400 million to $1.5 billion, but it seems like the Bears have vetoed, or not not vetoed, but are, are basically rejecting any ideas for renovations for Soldier Field. They are committed and focused on uh, what they're doing over in Arlington Heights, building that stadium, uh, pr providing new opportunities you know, for business, for organizations, things like that. And unfortunately, because of it, you know, it is what it is. Now, the city of Chicago seems that they're going to keep uh, Soldier Field around and, and in downtown Chicago. But, you know, it unfortunately, this is just the price of doing business. Had the city of Chicago tried to do something with getting a new stadium sooner before this Arlington Heights situation popped up, then maybe they could have kept the, the Bears in the heart of Chicago. But by everything right now, it seems like the Bears are committed to Arlington Heights, and that's where they're going to be playing. And actually, a quote from the Daily Herald, I'm going to read this directly. Only potential project the Chicago Bears are exploring for a new stadium development is Arlington Park. According to the statement from a team spokesperson via article, our, as part of our mutual agreement with the seller of that property, we're not pursuing alternative stadium deals or sites, including renovations to Soldier Field while we're under contract. Well, Unless that deal ends up not going through, but as long as that deal goes through, the Bears are committed to Arlington Park building out there, and it's it's in the contract of 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 it being sold to them. So that's where everything stands. I know a lot of Bears fans, me included, us all on the panel, we talked about how much we don't want to see the Bears leave downtown Chicago, but unfortunately, it's all but written at this point. It's going to happen. There's nothing our hopes, dreams, and wishes, or the city of Chicago seems like they could do to it or for it at this point. So. That's kind of where it sits. Let me know down below what you guys feel on uh, the, the, the Arlington Park situation. 
you know, a lot of people are, you know, some people are against it. Some, a lot of people are also excited about it. Just the idea of having a more up-to-date, maybe state-of-the-art stadium. But um, let's go ahead and get to the football aspect of today's episode. So we're gonna, we've been talking about concerns leading into the season. We've been talking a lot of things, rankings for other things. But I want to give some of the biggest concerns right now for this defense heading into the 2022 season. And the first thing, and this is one of the things that, you know, hopefully Matt Eberflus, a new injection of energy, but the, the Bears defense has been on a decline statistically since 2018, the end of the 2018 season. Um, that's just, they, they fell apart then. They fell apart uh, halfway through 2019. We did the same thing in 2020. You know, besides, you know, the, uh, the, the season that Robert Quinn had, which he had an amazing season, the, the Bears defense has been on a steady decline. So one of the first concerns is how does Matt Eberflus, a defensive-minded coach coming in, bringing in a new scheme, stops that slow decline of the Chicago Bears. Now, again, this is a Chicago Bears team that's lost and is losing or has lost a lot of older veteran players. Now, a lot of those veteran players didn't play a lot for the Chicago Bears in the last few seasons and couldn't stay healthy. But, you know, with that, that is a concern. Can they can they stave off that decline and then start improving? Now, you know, everything may not happen in this first season, and it'd be crazy to expect it all to, to, to just improve itself in the first season. But at least do we start seeing the the bones of that put put uh put in place. Next thing, the interior defensive line. Now Justin Jones, he will be our three tech in this in this team. We don't know what's happening with Robert Qu- uh Quinn. Doesn't seem like he's going to be back. We don't know. We'll see what happens when training camp open. But coming off a um a career year with the Chargers in in Justin Jones, what does he do to come in and provide hopefully a be a dominant run stopper in this defense? And then at nose tackle, we have uh Kyrus Tonga at nose tackle, Mike, Mike Purnell, Angelo Blackson. The questions on this interior part of the defensive line, do those questions get answered early on? It seems like we have at least the piece in Justin Jones. I like Tonga as well, especially as a big body. Do we start correcting that? And does our interior defensive line stand up? over the course of the 2022 season. Last part of this, the pass rush. The Listen, we're the monsters of the midway. But because we don't have uh, Khalil Mack, we don't have Akeem Hicks, like just completely going after quarterbacks. We don't know what's going on with Robert Quinn. Yes, you know, Robert Quinn, 101 career sacks. Um, but with that being said, we don't have the, those those on the defense anymore. That pass rush for the Chicago Bears is going to be completely due, completely different. Now, one of the things with this team, how does how do they overcome or do that pass rush now without having those type of names? And one thing about Matt Eberflus's defensive system is that it's not completely dependent on quarterback pressure. So because of that, and because it's, it's more so enforcing turnovers with which the Colts were at the top of, how does that change that mindset? Change the Chicago Bears defense and answer some of the questions that we have on this defensive side of the ball. Now again, we've had some. Talked about pro football focus, ranking the Bears secondary uh, next to last in, in the overall NFL. A lot of these things are going to go into helping helping correct and improve this defense and stop that decline. Let me know down below what, what do you think. What are some of the things and some of the concerns that you have for this defense as we head towards the 2022 season? Now, let's go ahead and get ready to wrap this, this uh, daily episode up. Next up, we're going to be talking about with that pass rush, right? Since we talked about the pass rush, the lack of pass rush, who has more sacks for the Chicago Bears in the 2022 season? Travis Gibson or Al-Qualin Muhammad? Al-Qualin Muhammad. Al-Qualin Muhammad. Why can't I say this man's name right? <laughs> uh, but, yes, so with all the change that we're going to, Khalil Mack being gone, Akeem Hicks being gone, not knowing what's going on with Robert, Robert uh, Quinn, with all the change going around, how did Travis Gibson – 
and Al-Qaeda and Muhammad, I'm just going to start saying Muhammad, how do they help improve this pass rush? Who has more sacks between the two? Now, the, the question for a long time is who, who was going to start alongside Robert Quinn? But because we don't know what's going on with Robert Quinn, he may not be on this team, we could be seeing a world in which Gibson and Muhammad are our start, starters out there. So let's make a case for both. Let's, do, let's make a case for, uh, for Gibson, who's coming off a very impressive second year, which he had seven sacks, 39 tackles, seven tackles for loss, seven QB hits, and five forced fumbles and one for- fumble recovery in 16 games and nine starts. Now, as he enters his third season, uh, his confidence is hopefully going to be riding high, but transitioning back to his natural defensive end position and being and being more equipped for that, how does that help Travis Gibson in doing what we need to do and him getting more sacks on this team? He's going to be stepping into big shoes. Now, with Muhammad. Muhammad comes in. He's familiar with Matt Eberflus's defensive system. It gives him an edge over, you know, if it does come down to one of them starting, it probably gives him the edge. But we're looking at a world, at least in this conversation, where they're both the starters. Now, last season, Muhammad, six uh, sacks, 48 tackles, seven tackles for a loss, 13 Q, uh, QB hits, and one forced fumble. What? And that was his first year as a full-time starter. So the question is, as this defense continues to grow, and learns the system that Matt Eberflus wants them to, to, to play, and as they step into the shoes left by some really good veterans, who has the most sacks this season? Travis Gibson or Al-Qaeda and Muhammad? Who is it? Vote down below. I'll also probably put up a poll on the community tab for Chicago Bears Central, um, so you can vote in that as well. All right, so before we go, we do have to get into, we get, did get another voicemail. This one is from James. Chicago Bears Central, one of the best podcasts that I watch. Hey, guys. James, um, I just wanted to say, man, I, I love the podcast. You guys are the guys that speak the same way that I do when I'm with my friends. This is how I enjoy talking sports. I like to watch a bunch of podcasts, and you guys are by far one of my favorites. So I've been following you guys. So I just have two quick comments. The first comment is on Dan Orlowski, because I'm a huge fan. I'm a third-generation Bears fan. Dan Orlowski, let's not forget, he was the one who decided that uh, or who broke the news that Justin Fields was not a hard worker, causing him to drop down in the rankings. And he ended up going, and we were able to get him, which is a great thing. So, hey, thanks, Dan, for that crap. But it just trips me out that the national media just has forgotten all about that. And then he comes back and says he's going to be the worst quarterback in the entire NFL. So, yeah, let's let's make sure we bring that up a little bit later on down the line. And the second point that I had, well, it's more of a question, this is the first time I'm 50 years old. This is the first time in my lifetime that I feel like the Bears are going to be my Bears, my Chicago Bears, not any leftovers from some bygone era. Like, this is our team. It's, it's the freshest, the newest. This is just mine. This is who I'm rolling with. You know, my dad had the 85 and all those other cats. No, this is our year. This is our team. This is a fresh restart. This is a new new bears and it, it just makes me feel real good i'm just wanting to ask the question you guys agree with that statement that this is the team that's completely reset and this is this is our generation bears all right love the show once again thanks for listening hey first of all uh james thank you for uh supporting the channel and watching viewing listening whatever you're doing and thank you for enjoying it so much and sharing it with your friends all i can say to that is like what we what we were the we, we wanted to be the true Chicago Bears fans when we started this channel uh, that we cover it in a way that yeah we're no, we're not breaking down everything the most analytical all the time but 
It feels like you're having a conversation with friends about football, and that's what we want this show to be. We want to deliver you the information, especially with the daily show. But as we gear up and we're going to be doing post-game shows after every game and stuff like that, it's going to be conversations with friends as we continue to grow the channel. Now, with that being said, to get into your, your, some of your things, like, um, so when you talk about like being 50 years old and this is your first time, uh, you know, in your lifetime with the Bears, it's, it's a lot of ours, right? I'm 35 years old. This is like the first time for, for a long time as well. Like it just, it, it feels like a true restart for the Chicago Bears. We've always had transitional periods, right? Like it's almost been one generation handed off to another in, in a lot of ways, at least in my lifetime. Yeah. And so in this time, it does feel like a, like a complete fresh start and a reset and what Ryan Poles and that front office and this coaching staff is trying to bring in a new generation and new culture. And it feels great to be a Chicago Bears fan right now, I will say. I think for me, like, that's the biggest thing is just how different and how new and how fresh this all feels before we even started getting games. Now, we'll see if that maintains once games start. And I don't have any doubt that it will. But those are the type of questions that are left on. But, guys, again, let me know how you feel about this down below. How do you feel about the refresh of the Chicago Bears and this culture that we're building here? Make sure you guys get in voicemails as well. As we start getting more and more voicemails, we'll actually probably start transitioning to doing a mailbag episode a week. But before that, we need more uh, voicemails from you guys to do that. And so, yeah, make sure you send those in as well. But that is it for today. That's the daily episode today. We are nearing close to opening of training camp. Preseason starting soon thereafter. Can't wait for actual football to be back in place. Thank you for tuning in to Chicago Bears Central and making it what it's been so far. We started this show and this channel so far before the season was even close to beginning to start. And the fact that we've grown so much in that time without actual football to talk about has been huge. And we can't wait to actually be able to break down games for you guys. We love you guys. Um, but yeah, that is it. Make sure you're following the show at Shy Bear Central on every social media platform we're on. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, shybearcentral at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave us a text, and our voicemail to be played on the show, you can do so at 773-270-2799. Thank you for tuning in. Bear down, people. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break, Break Media. Media. Media.